I'm Dominic. And I'm Brittany. And in today's episode, Dom and I are going to talk about some of the things that we learned in our first year of marriage. And so um, it's funny because your first year of marriage, they always tell you you'll learn the most. But I feel like marriage is probably one of those things that you will constantly be learning about. Um, But our first year of marriage, to put it kindly, was interesting to say the least. Um, Between my health and just the normal marriage stuff, it was probably one of the most interesting and most complicated first years of marriage um, that at least I have heard of. What about you, babe? Um, I would agree. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. A lot of things that I expected to happen in the first year of marriage were just completely different. And we'll talk about some of those different expectations um, that I had before marriage and coming into it now. Um, but I think something to preface to at the very beginning is we never lived together before we got married. Nope. So, um, going into this whole experience was like never living with a significant other for both of us. Um, so that was a whole mess of just learning all that. How do you, how do you be with somebody, you know, um, in a closed environment? <laughs> what it's apartment so it's like it's enclosed yes but it's it's funny because we both have had roommates we've lived with roommates for uh i don't know at least i can say i've lived with roommates too long <laughs> i lived with roommates for six years before um dom and i got married and it's definitely one thing to live with roommates and then it's another thing to live with your husband or wife or your significant other and there were so many things that i grew up with a brother but it's different living with like a man compared to like a young boy. Like me and my brother are nine years apart. And so for him, it was like he's like a kid. But it's living with someone who's the same age as me, the opposite sex. And there's so many things that go into it. Like think of all the differences that you have already as a man and woman. And then think of trying to imagine having your roommate be a man and then knowing that, okay, I promise to love this person. It's not like I can move out if they annoy me or anything hey. <laughs> as you could with a roommate. So it's, it's an interesting thought to think of. For me, it was like I was used to having roommates. I was used to living with women. And all of a sudden now it's like, okay, I'm living with a man and it's just us. And it's not like, oh, if things get too hard or if things get complicated, I can just leave, like move to a different like household or move to a different apartment or move back home or anything. It's like, no, I'm married to this person. I committed my life to them. And even if we might annoy each other or we might get mad at each other or we just don't want to talk to each other we're in this for life and we did make that commitment. But it's funny when you realize how deep that commitment really goes. Cause I think when you get married on your mari- your wedding day, you're like, yeah, I'm getting married to this person I love, who's my best friend. I can't wait to live with him if you haven't lived with him already. Um, and then you kind of, after the honeymoon, a couple of weeks after you're kind of like, whoa, this is completely different than what I thought it would be. Um, And that's one of the things we'll talk about is like the expectations we went into with it or went into our marriage with Mm -hmm. um, and what was actually true and what was definitely a curveball thrown at us. Yeah, it's funny because like when you're talking about like especially living together, you're always here. Oh, one you're always like I always was told that you're going to have an argument about the way your people roll up their toothpaste or the way they do X or the way they do Y or the way they put it in dishes. But like for us, it was interesting because um, we squeeze the toothpaste the same way out of the the toothpaste, you know, like just 
Dispenser? It's not a dispenser. Tube. <laughs> it's a tube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, silly goose. Anyway, um, and we just kind of fell into our natural roles in the house. Like, I I hate doing dishes, but I'll unload them, you know. I'll cook. I'll do different things where it's just kind of like, I don't know. People said there's going to be one way, but I feel like our living situation and the way we fell into those different roles um, was completely different than what people think is the norm, I would say, um, because I do the majority of the cooking, you know, I do uh, like take out the trash and all these different things. And you'll do the other things that I don't like, mm-hmm. like the dishes. Um, I just I hate it. It's so, so annoying. And I love doing the dishes. Which is so weird. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't understand. I'm a water baby. What? What's a water baby? Babies that love water, like people who love water. If I was a swimmer, I would be a swimmer, but I'm not a swimmer. But I do love like the water. I love to be in the pool. I like to touch the ocean when I'm at the beach. I'm not one of those ones that will just sit on. But the yeah, sand. you don't go in the water though. I know, but I, I'm still <laughs> in a way playing with water. But like I'm, I'm cleaning, and I think it's also kind of like a slight little thing for me is uh, I like to have my dishes very, very clean. And sometimes when other people clean them, they're not always clean. So I think that was a little bit of a control thing for me. Um, Kind of looking back at it. (laughs) Kind of a control thing? Maybe it was. (laughs) Uh, So then for you, babe, um, going into marriage, what were some expectations that you had for the marriage before we actually got married? And how did those expectations, were they met? Were they not met? Like, what were some of your thoughts on that? So it's like Dom and I dated for, he's going to laugh at me because I know the exact days and everything, but three years, (laughs) 10 months and two days before we got married. How many hours? (laughs) I don't know that one. Okay. (laughs) Because I don't remember what time we started dating, but we did get married (laughs) at 1 1 p.m. (laughs) But um, we lived pretty close together for a good chunk of our relationship. We were in the same apartment complex. Um, I mean, like if anything happened, if we had a fight or something, we could just go downstairs like in the courtyard and talk about it. Um, As opposed to like the last year of our relationship before we got married, we lived further apart. And so if there was any kind of fights or anything, it would have to wait until we could see each other in person or we would talk on the phone or FaceTime, but it wasn't the same as talking in person because we had gotten used to that and had kind of made that a standard in our relationship that we talk it out until we like resolve it. Um, so I think one thing in our relationship when we got married that I thought would, I guess, transfer over was that we would still be that way. Um, that like no matter what was going on, we'd kind of put everything on hold until whatever argument or whatever disagreement we had was resolved. But um, when we first got married, Dom was working at three, no, 4.30 in the morning, babe? I had to be at work at 4.30 in the morning, which means I had to be up at 3.45 every morning. So those staying up and talking it out until things got resolved didn't always work out. Um, and it wasn't as if like he just didn't want to work on it. It's just his body would not let him stay up. It's It sounds weird, but... If you're around him, like around, I don't know, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., after he's worked that early in the morning, he can't help it. His eyes get red and he just knocks out. And so when we had a couple of disagreements or I was feeling a lot of things, I didn't always have a chance to talk to him about it because I also didn't want to take away his time of sleep because he had to be up so early. 
and because um it wasn't like oh he's working for four hours and he's come back home he'd work like nine hour days and then come home and then go get me from work and then cook and so it talking things out got a little bit harder at least on my side I don't know if you want to no okay <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about oh maybe he doesn't realize it I I felt that way that was something that I kind of felt and um, I've never been one to express my emotions, but I think I kind of got into the habit of us at least working on things as long as we could before like it either got too late or we wouldn't go to bed angry, not angry, but like the disagreement or the problem would be resolved unless we specifically said to each other, this, this isn't something that's going to be like resolved right now. Um, I think something else that was an expectation of mine was that because we were waiting to like have that alone time to be together and like be able to cuddle and kiss and all that. I thought that he would want to <laughs> all the time <laughs> after like us holding back for almost four years. Um, but because of his schedule and because he still had his kind of hobbies too, um, that wasn't the case. Uh, I would always be like, let's cuddle, let's hang out. Don't you want to hang out with me? But Dom, really loves to play video games and now it's gone into streaming and when we first got married like I'd come home and I'd feel like it would be more video games than time with me and because he would go to bed so early I felt like it was all video games and no time with me and um that crushed me because my expectation was like he's gonna want to spend time with me we're gonna want to be together we're gonna want to be able to cuddle up and talk for hours in the late day or late night and everything even though late night probably wouldn't happen because he's like he'd get tired or I'd get tired because we both had early days. But that was one thing that really like crushed me was the fact that I didn't feel like I would always get that quality time with him that I was kind of expecting to happen. But I never truly voiced because I think in my head it was just something that was like, well, that's common sense. I don't have to voice that. But at the same time, you should voice what your um, what your expectations for marriage are, because if you don't and something doesn't go the way that you thought it would, it'd be disappointing and then all of a sudden you're mad at your spouse because you didn't say anything and you just expected them to be a certain way. Do you want to say anything on that, babe? Expectations wise? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, when we got married, I was personally going through a lot of changes in my life, at least especially when we got engaged. I just started a full-time job because I graduated earlier that year. Um, so this is like mid 2016 um i got a job with the federal government working for the military um at their their fitness center and it was a full-time job it's working nine hours every day um and then sitting in traffic for another hour after work um so coming home was just excruciating i was just tired you have to get up at 3:45 in the morning if you've never gotten up before 4 a.m like you'll <laughs> do it one day and then do it for months on end and then come talk to me because then <laughs> you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You just you're just exhausted. You're tired. And when I came home, I just kind of want to unwind because I would literally get home and then 30 minutes later I would go pick up Brittany from work and then come back and then start cooking. So it was just kind of like it just felt like nonstop. Here I go. Um, and I wasn't expecting that at all. So for me, it was, I wasn't expecting something and then, wow, this is reality. The reality is just working full time is a, is just a lot. 
Um, a nine-hour day. Sitting in traffic is draining, especially in LA. Oh my gosh, gosh. bumper to bumper. Okay, so I'd be getting up at 3.45 in the morning, sitting in traffic, and I've almost fell asleep before on the freeway when my eyes are just done, because it's so boring, just going like two, three miles an hour all the way home. Okay, a little bit more than that, but anyway. (laughs) Um, So that was something I didn't expect, and then all of a sudden we get into marriage, and you have all these expectations. Well, she had all these expectations of let's cuddle, let's talk, let's communicate. But I'm just drained. I'm tired. I'm trying to cook dinner. I'm also trying to f- keep my friendships with people. Um, and we play video games together. So that's how we keep our friendships. And that's how, you know, we talk and hang out um, on the Internet, which is like crazy to think about nowadays. <laughs> like just like 15, 20 years ago, there was no Internet. You couldn't play games together like and talk to each other. Don't talk to strangers on the Internet. But now you make friends. But now on that's the all. That's all you can do. Um, so that was something I wasn't expecting. Was just how exhausting working full time was, and then coming home and trying to give myself to this other person in a relationship. Give myself. Give especially my focus and my attention, because I can get very distracted very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. Um, if I get focused on something, I'm just. I'm going to go all in. I'm going all in. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to fix it, whatever it is. Um, and I can become distant because of that. And I like hindsight's 2020 looking back, like I realized a lot of times when I came home, I was just so focused on that different things that I wanted to do. And it just made her feel neglected, um, as she shared before. So that was something I wasn't expecting. I'm trying to think of a big expectation I had going into marriage. And to be honest, I'm not, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like think about these things to be, I, I don't know if that's mean or rude, but like I wasn't, I was just going in with an open slate. I wasn't expecting a whole lot because I've never done it before. You know, how, how can I expect something if I've never experienced it, you know, if I'm going to a restaurant, okay, if I go to McDonald's now, I know how their fries are. I know how their Big Mac tastes. So I'm expecting it to taste the same way, you know, but with marriage, I've never been married. I've never lived with a like uh, my significant other. I've never lived um, with, with my, uh, with a wife. So like for me, I didn't really have a lot of expectations. So a lot of these experiences is just kind of on the fly, just trying to learn and trying to grow. Um, but that's just who I am. And I agree wholeheartedly, though, with what you said, babe, was it that, you know, um, oh, what was it? Oh, my God, I just had it. Oh, yeah. If you do have a certain expectation before you get married or before you go into living with somebody, um, if they're your significant other, like lay out what those expectations are, what you're thinking or what you're feeling like, because because she didn't do that with me, I didn't know that was an expectation. I did not know that she wanted to cuddle every single night. I did not know that she wanted to, um, you know, spend all this time together or she had an expectation for us to do that. For me, it was kind of like, okay, cool. We're living together now. We're spending time together. I thought sitting on the couch watching TV was quality time, but for her, it's <laughs> talking and connecting and just talking, like re- reflecting on the day or reflecting on goals and dreams. Um, so just be very specific and over communicate. I think that's a huge thing when it comes to expectations and going into marriage, relationships, even in just a, like a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. You should both talk about what you expect the other person 
to do. And if they can't meet those demands, you guys need to find a compromise or something like that. Um, so it was kind of hard going in because I, we would have some bumps. We'd have some fights about like, or just like hurt feelings because expectations weren't being met on her end, but they also weren't communicated on both of our ends. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think we've grown in that. I'd like to say that. I think we definitely can still grow in that, mm-hmm. especially in the communication department. Um, <laughs> man, I can't, I can't emphasize it enough. Over communicate, over communicate, over communicate. How much you love them, how much you care about your significant other, how much you genuinely love being around them. Um, I know for Brittany, that's something she really needs to hear at times um, because of. You know, the things that she's gone through in her life. If you listen to the first podcast that we did, it was on depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Um, her anxiety flares up and it, I need to be able to communicate um, thoroughly and effectively um, in order for her to work through those feelings and be able to feel secure in me and the decisions we make together. Um, so, yeah. So what are some other first year experiences, babe? Uh, that we've gone through, man. <laughs> what else? Oh, let's talk about your health. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny because, you know, in what's it called? In the vows, it says in sickness and in health till death do us part or whatever. And in sickness and in health came to us a little bit quicker than planned. Um, I actually got my wisdom teeth out about not even a month after we got married. Almost a month, I think. I think we're a couple of days away from that first month. And actually got really sick afterwards because... Um, I didn't eat right beforehand, so I passed out. And then because I had passed out, like I had swallowed too much of like the lingering blood, I guess. And so I was like physically ill and then it wouldn't go away for at least three or four days. And I was sick as a dog. I was sleeping on the couch in the living room, which at the time wasn't really like a couch couch. It was kind of like a, a little bit of a love seat with just like an extended foot area. Um, so I was kind of curled up on that because it was closest to the bathroom. Um, but I think the greatest thing that happened through all that was that Dom took great care of me. He tried to make me eat cause I was refusing to eat. And if it was up to me, I would not have eaten anything, probably would have wasted away and ended up being hospitalized, but he took great care of me, made sure I was drinking enough fluids, make sure that I was eating the diet that I needed to and not try to go beyond it when it wasn't time. Um, what are some it, other sicknesses that you experienced during that time period in this first year in this first year oh yes uh in summer of 2017 i got food poisoning twice um but the first time i got food poisoning which developed into the stomach flu and dom and i uh used to serve in our teenage group at our church and they have a camp every year and we actually had to miss it because i was sick um and again dom took great care of me it's weird because my immune system is probably like the worst and his is perfect because we both got food poisoning but the next day he was completely fine and I was the one who was still stuck in bed still feeling super nauseous and queasy and he was just like it's like he's a rubber he just bounced back and it's not fair (laughs) but um I got sick and he had to take care of me that whole week and then maybe two weeks two or three weeks later I got the stomach flu again, and then when I was getting over the stomach flu again, I got food poisoning again. So my health for our first year of marriage was just 
pretty much awful, even towards the end of our first year, I end up getting an upper respiratory infection. So there's a lot of things that happened to me and Dom was with me the whole way. Um, there was a lot of difficult times in it um, because I would fight him on what I wanted to do, like if I want to go to the doctor or not. He would fight me on whether I should go to the doctor or not. Um, and there was the frustration of just, I, I wouldn't move, I wouldn't take care of myself and he needed me to because he couldn't always stay home with me because he still had to work full time too. Um, and so it was, my health put a huge strain sometimes because I'm very stubborn whenever I'm injured or sick. And that's when I will fight for my pride. <laughs> I guess that's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> I will fight for it. Like there was a time where I was injured and I literally could not walk. I was on crutches and Dom wanted to help me. And I was like, no, I got it. I can do it. Even though I'm hobbling around and I need crutches to get around. I still tried to hobble my way to class. Eventually I humbled out and Dom carried me to class, but that's how stubborn I am. I'm willing to make an injury worse or to just kind of lay there and let things get bad before I listen to anyone else or let anyone else take care of me. And I think that's something I had to learn because one, I'm not really used to anyone taking care of me anymore. Ever since I moved out, I had to take care of myself, which was I need to make myself eat. I need to make myself drink fluids. And if I didn't feel like I needed to or I didn't feel like I needed to rest or anything like that, I wouldn't do it. But now it's not just the health of me, it's the health of us. Um, because if I'm not feeling well or I'm sick, Dom was looking out for me. He's being a great husband and making sure that I'm doing okay, making sure that I'm healthy. And I would fight him on me trying to get healthy. And that was probably the biggest challenge, at least for me, um, because my pride and my stubbornness would come up and I'd feel like, no, I can take care of myself. But I had to learn to let someone take care of me. And I still have a hard time with it. But what is what are your experiences with during that time, babe? Like, what were you feeling? This kind of goes back to one of those things that I just was not expecting um, <laughs> to be such a big, not a big deal, but like a big challenge in our first year of marriage. Um, because like I said earlier, I'm tired. I'm coming home and I'm trying to take care of her. Um, I'm trying to communicate to her that like, Hey, everything's gonna be fine. Um, and I mean, at times I just, I wasn't communicating properly on how <laughs> you <laughs> were feeling and just being the, the best person I could be in those times. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really got hard though when we had to miss camp because that's something we go to every single year for the past few years and we really enjoy um, helping in any way we can um, when we go. Um, so that was hard. And I also had to miss a, a, a annual camping trip um, with some of my friends that I go to every year and that was very difficult too. Um, and at the end of the day, it's it's not her fault, you know, and it was just kind of like wrestling with those feelings of like not res it was kind of resentment. But at the same time, it's like you just feel guilty. Like, how can I be mad at her? Like she's sitting here throwing up. She can't keep food down yet. Yeah, I'm going to go and go ahead and be mad at her because I because it's her fault that I can't go on this camping trip. Like it was just these weird feelings. You know what I'm saying? I feel bad for her. I want her to feel better. But at the same time, she's the reason why I can't go. <laughs> ah, uh, I was dying. Um, 
So kind of like wrestling with those emotions, wrestling with those thoughts um, was very difficult and put a lot more strain on like my personal um, thinking process, my personal like mental state, especially when she got sick. Um, and it's it's like the vast like like in sickness and in health, like you, I have it was it was just hard for me to be selfless um, because I realized I can be a very selfish person. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> she giggled. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not. <laughs> Straight up giggled when I said that. Sorry. Uh, no, no, don't apologize. It's the truth. Like, <laughs> I, I can focus on myself a lot. Um, I think we all can if we really looked ourselves in the mirror and, you know, spoke our own truth. Um, and that's what it really was. It's just I was thinking about myself. Oh, I can't go on this trip. Oh, we can't go to camp uh, because of her. But it's like it's not because of her. It's because she happened to eat something that the restaurant can't cook properly, even though they cook it every single day, you know, for X amount of out, you know, days, you know, like that's not her fault. It's not her fault. She got the bad batch. You know, it's not her fault. Um, and that that's the hard part. You know, that that's where my my brain goes to my logical brain. It's like I have to remind myself, like at the end of the day, it just wasn't her fault. And it, it, it does suck and it does put a strain. Um, but I think we've also been pretty blessed because, I mean, none of those were real. To be frank, those weren't really debilitating. You weren't in the hospital. Mm-mm. You weren't dying. Um, and I think we got to be grateful for that because, you know, we it, it could have been that bad. You know, it could have gone worse. Um, it could be a heck of a lot worse. And I know a lot of people out there deal with it's just so much worse things, um, especially with their health and just, man, health is so hard because it's just so debilitating when you can't, when you feel like you can't be normal or function properly in your, um, activities of daily living, you know, you can't go to work or you can't even get out of bed. You can't walk. Um, so man, I really feel for, for people when they go through like health hardships, because there's a lot of times it's, it's just, most of the time it's out of their control. It just, it really is. We don't, you can't help but it happen that you happen to get cancer, you know, or something like that. Um, so I, as much as it sucked going through that time of your health issues, it was pretty tame <laughs> compared to what it could have been. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, again, this is like it's so hindsight is twenty twenty. I keep I keep thinking about that because in the moments though, you're just you're just dreading it. You just feel awful. <laughs> Um, I know you were feeling bad, but also I'm feeling bad on my end, like I just shared um, with my thought process on certain things. Um, so that's what I was thinking and feeling when you're going through some of those health challenges in our first year there. Mm-hmm. Sharing. Yeah, it's it's true. I And it's funny because I felt so bad, too. I was like, we're missing camp because of me. Like we went to urgent care. I think that Sunday we we're supposed to drive up to camp, mm-hmm. hoping that they would just like give me something to help me feel a little bit better. But I would, we were still going to go to camp. I was still going to be that counselor because I look forward to it every year and like spending time with my girls and everything. And <laughs> they came back and they're like, so you have this and we're going to give you a bag of like an IV and you're going to, um, sit here until that clears and then we're going to check on you again and then they come back and I was like um excuse me I have to go to camp I like I'm a counselor like 
one week out of the year every year. And she looked at me, she's like, you can't even take care of you. How are you going to take care of a bunch of girls? And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And I just looked at Dom and I started crying because I felt bad because I was looking forward to that time with them. But that meant that I was also taking Dom away from his time with the guys. And then I was already like messing up his plan. He had to stay home and take care of me and clean up whatever came out of me. I'm sorry, honey. It's okay. Um, and then it got worse when he had to take off more time when I got sick again to take care of me for the same reason. And then I asked him, I was like, are you, are you still going on the trip? Like, when are you leaving and everything? He's like, actually, I can't go because I don't have enough time off to do that because I took care of you. And I was like, wait, what? And I felt so bad. I remember going in like our room, which wasn't really our room at the time. It was like this little itty bitty thing, slice of room, if we want to call it that. Um, and I felt so bad, like I cried because I felt so bad that I like ruined his trip that he looked forward to every year, just him and the guys. And it was one of the hardest things in our marriage because I wanted to express how like how sorry I was and my gratitude. And I think I tried, but I I didn't think anything I said would make up for it at all. Um, so I didn't even I don't know if I even really tried to tell you how grateful I was, but I was so grateful that you did take care of me and that you did like force me to get better and like to drink more fluids or to eat, even though I was fighting you along the way. I'm just really thankful for your persistence with me and for your loving care of me because I'm not an easy person to deal with when I'm sick or when I'm injured and you still stuck by me and still gave me love and I love you for it. Well, thanks babe. I don't think you actually did communicate that. So it's kind of funny. I was just coming out (laughs) now as we talk about that. It's just funny how like, you know, doing this podcast, I noticed in the first one too, like you would share certain things and I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Or I didn't even think about that. I think that's, what's cool about, you know, what we're trying to do is just kind of just share, um, our experiences in our life and who we are and, and, um, just try to be as open, as honest as possible. Um, so I feel like that was, that was a really touching moment, babe. Thank you. Thank you're you. Welcome. Oh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. We just kissed, by the way. <laughs> you can't see that. Um, yeah. What, what, what else, what else happened in our first year of marriage that that was challenging, but like really stands out to you? Or how can people be helped? Like what can, what information can we provide someone going into like their first year relationship, first year living with someone, first year of marriage, whatever it might be. Like what is one piece of advice or thing that you learned that hopefully you can impart on somebody? I think one thing I think is really good for couples in general is just to celebrate the little things. Um, I think that's something that I learned through our uh, first year of marriage is like every little thing that was good or that we learned or that we got past. I remember we had like, I think it was like our biggest fight since being married and it was over my health. But afterwards, I think um, we realized just how much we loved each other. And like, I think we went out afterwards or something like that. Like we celebrated the fact that we got through our first big fight, um, the first time paying bills together, first time. I know one thing I was really excited about was that my name was officially changed on. You were really excited. About I was all that. very excited about that. I was very excited because it was like, it's official. Um, but even just being excited about that, I think the little things in life, because 
life can get hard. It can get monotonous. It can get routine. Um, any little thing that you feel is a big deal to you in your heart, whether it's, oh, look, like he did the dishes for me while I was in the bathroom or look, he made the bed this morning or look, she um, told me ahead of time that I can go play video games or that I can go hang out with the guys or I can go do this. Um, every little thing, like celebrate that in your heart and your journal or anything like that, because those little things, when things get hard, you'll remember those little things and come back to those and remember how special your marriage really is in the first place or your relationship? I think for me, I want to go abstract and I want to go practical. (laughs) Abstract, just be grateful that you are in a relationship, that you have someone who loves you, who cares for you, who actually wants to spend time with you because you know how bad you can be. Let's be honest. I know how bad I can be. I know how mean I can get at times. I know how short I can get and how angry I can get very quickly. Um, I, I know that about myself, but the fact that, you know, this person's willing to spend the rest of her life with me and or live with me in this closed, enclosed box environment of an apartment, you know, um, I think just trying to express how grateful I am of her. I could have done more of that, but I think if you are going into any relationship, just express gratitude and genuine gratitude, not just for the sake of, oh, thanks, man, or thanks, girl, Um, thanks, my love, whatever. Um, (laughs) Why so funny? Just kidding. It was pretty funny. Um, But just be internal, like, just be grateful. And then practical, if you want to do something on your own, just ask. Ask if it's okay for you, not okay, like get permission from your mom or dad. Be like, hey, honey, I do you mind if I play video games for an hour? Or hey, babe, do you mind if I just go for a walk for a little bit? I need to clear my head. Like just just don't go off and do things on your own, expecting them to uh, automatically know what you're doing or know that you already planned with your buddy to be playing games from six to seven or you know, plan to go hang out with the girls or have a girls night out. Cause sometimes that would happen. Like, wait, where are you going? You're like, Oh, I had a uh, girls night tonight. Like, Oh, I wish I would have known that. Um, <laughs> that actually never happened. That was just an example. It was more like, Oh, Hey, you're getting on your game now. Well, yeah, I already planned to meet up with so-and-so at X or six o'clock. So if you're going to go do stuff on your own, just communicate, 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 communicate. Um, and I know for me, we talked about me asking just because more of a courtesy, courtesy kind of thing. Like, hey, babe, do you mind if I go do this? And and because I'm asking, I have to be okay if she says, actually, babe, can we spend some time together? I, I know you've been you've been at work all day, or I'm actually really feeling a lot. And you have, and I have to be okay with that because I asked, you know. So if you do go in for an ask, you got to be okay with the answer that you don't want to hear because you're genuinely asking to somebody. Um, but if you talk about it beforehand um, and they give you the permission to, or they say, or they give you the, the go ahead, the green light, like, okay, cool. You don't have to, you know, be weird all about it. And I think too, when you kind of put it out there, it shows, okay, they want to do this instead of just doing it and feeling like, well, they just don't want to spend any time with me. It's like, hey, actually I made plans with this person because of this, this or that. It's like, oh yeah, go ahead, go play. Like, oh, I haven't got much time with him. Um, I feel like most of the time I, I have said yes, because like, um, we do have friends in like, or no, we both do. We both have friends across the country. 
Um, and it's a three hour time difference. And sometimes you kind of get the time with them as you can. Like for me, it'd be like maybe FaceTiming my best friend for him. It'd be playing with his. And so it's kind of when he would kind of bring it up like, Hey, is it okay if I play with him for a little bit? It's like, yeah, go ahead. I completely understand. Um, as opposed to, Hey, I'm just jumping on. And it's like, well, I thought we were spending time together or, Hey, I really kind of to do this instead of leaving it open to a discussion. It just closed off everything. And it's kind of felt like when you just do it without even putting it out there, like, Hey, do you mind? It comes across as shut down of, I'm just doing whatever I want and disregarding what you are feeling or thinking. Um, and that's something that we've learned over time. Right, babe? Yes. You know, so as we come into like a close for this episode, um, I kind of want to give challenges or give you something to do at the end. It's up to you guys if you want to do it or not. Um, but if you are the first year of your marriage relationship, um, and you haven't had that expectations talk, I would highly advise, I would highly encourage you to have that talk of what your expectations are for each other, what's going on in life. Um, and then just talk about what you guys are enjoying about your first year together. I think that's very, very practical and it's going to help you guys in the long run. And if you're not in a first year of your relationship and you're maybe five, 10 years out, talk about how, maybe talk about like how your first year was or what some of your memories and experiences of your first year together. Talk about what you liked doing back then and maybe you don't do now. Um, and maybe you can guys start implementing that into your relationship together. Um, wherever you're at in life, you know, that first year is always going to be so memorable. Um, I know I'm going to remember it forever. <laughs> um, and I hope I want to take the lessons I learned from that time and apply it to the rest of our marriage. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Wherever you're listening to, we've been putting it on as many platforms as we can. Um, go ahead and rate and like it as well. That would be really, really appreciated. But at the end of the day, just thank you, thank you, thank you so much um, for taking the time out of your day to listen to um, our lives and just letting us share our lives with you. You can follow us also on Twitter. Um, and Facebook and Instagram, and it's all at at Dom Brit Pod. So it's at Dom Brit Pod. Um, you can find us on all those social platforms. Uh, all right. Do you want to say anything, babe? Nope. You've covered it. <laughs> Sweet. All right, guys. Have a great night, day, work, wherever you're listening to. We'll see you guys next time.